Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 16th of November. It is a Tuesday afternoon. This is the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scotty, how was your day? It was good. How was yours? It was okay. No, it was really good. Um, I felt a little bit down when I saw the market, you know, when I came on air at about 3.45 p.m. It was just a nothing day, pretty negative day, and big falls amongst some of the miners. Yeah, and on no news as well, and uh, on a backdrop where regionally things are looking okay. So uh, the, the market does look tired, I've got to say that. It's, uh, it's had a very good run, but then looking for more catalysts beyond what's already been seen. Uh, the fuel is starting to run dry, so we need some more positive news to go and uh, get another leg high. Maybe it'll be the Santa Claus rally. Uh, maybe it'll be uh, other factors, but maybe, just maybe, we uh, could be you know, inching our way towards a correction or something else. Yeah, well, you know, there are always the possibilities of uh, black swan events or tail risks, as we were just chatting with Martin Crabb from Sean Partners. Geopolitics always being one of them. We had a conversation with Stephen Everett earlier today. You can actually access that interview via the show notes. He reckons that geopolitical risk is the biggest risk for 2022, but he also tells you ways that you can profit from that, talking about asset allocation and weightings. But um, that's just a side. You know, on the China issue, we did potentially have some progress today. I mean, Biden and Xi is saying that they do not want to see the world moving toward conflict between the two superpowers. Yeah, doesn't fill me with confidence, though. Uh, yeah. It's going to take a long time to go and repair relations, if they can be repaired at all. And uh, I don't think what's going on with Taiwan is going to be going away anytime soon. So uh, we'll take it what it is. Uh, no, move on. There was uh, no seemingly no further deterioration. But uh, we'll see what comes out in the wash, of course. I think I'm sure a lot will be written over the next 24 hours on that front. Look, um, if we're looking for some good news out there, let's get to the gainers on the 200 today. Temple and Webster making some small gains. Insightic Pivot, brokers are out in the wake of its update yesterday, up by close to 2%. And Afterpay as well, looking pretty sweet heading toward the close. Uh, Misoblast giving up most of yesterday's gains down by 8%. It's, I know, it's volatile. It's like a toilet seat, up and down, up and down. Um, it, I look it, at it honestly reminds <laughs> you of like, you no know, pulling the old, uh, no, uh, no, Cable, the, uh, the the casino the, for the, the, uh, yeah, the yeah the crank because it just it just is like up and down. Well, listen, we'll leave that one there. But I look at updated a mineral sands conference down by four point three percent. I did not read the detail on that, so I won't pretend to know. But uh, yeah, interesting to see it down so hard after that presentation. And uh, yeah, we've got AGL Energy. Not really any news associated with that one. Down by close to four percent. You know what did well today? What? La Visa did well, not as well as potentially it could have done off after a really bullish upgrade coming from Macquarie, really talking about the blue sky for La Visa in places like China and India. 
Scotty. Mm. You can see the logic there. Hey, listen, it was the stock of the day. Kashi sat down with Gary Glover and Howard Coleman. Here's what they had to say about LaVisa. And it's growing around the world and uh, opening up more stores in many, many, many places. Uh, return on equity, as you'd expect from a retailer, is high. Um, debt levels are very high, but a lot of that is leases. So that's less worrying debt than if it was bank debt, but still worrying a little bit nonetheless. Well, I think it's a terrific business. But, you know, you've been able to buy the same company on a PE ratio of under 20 every year except for the last about 14 or 15 months. Right. And now it's at a PE ratio of 93. Yeah. So it would have yeah. to come down an enormous amount in price before anybody in Team Invest would be enthused about it. Yeah. yeah. I think they were sort of sitting at 17, which is the lowest of all the majors there. Right. Yeah. Suddenly gone to $25, 47% upgrade. So obviously, uh, possibly reacting a little bit to being behind the eight ball on the call. More worried about the, uh, you know, call the, the, the cynic in me of this industry is that when you sort of maybe get too aggressive there, you might be looking for a little bit of corporate uh, business oh, right. as well. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, there's only about 36 million cash on the books. So, so if anything, it's probably a sell for me today. Right. Um, okay. But look, great business, probably just not a good price here. Yep. Not going in the portfolio. Here we go. Two XE for Howard Corman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and it's also interesting, like where you think about where a lot of the uh, the product for Levisa comes from. I dare say, probably a lot would be coming from China, uh, where like that the blue sky for the uh, potential company could mm-hmm. be. So, yeah, who else is selling those products? Is it exclusivity? I'm not sure, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, we'll follow that one. And you did point out while we were having our little chat that there's still a lot of demand for precious metals being the real gold in a lot of of those countries Mm -hmm. as well but i pointed out there's a huge uh, demographic shift coming as well i can see all the girls lining up for uh the uh the faux gold over the proper gold i thought we were going to get through a day talking about la visa without somebody saying well i'm not a female or i'm not a girl but anyhow we got through it (laughs) pretty much okay look uh i will say this creso pharma has been suspended from trade, a bit of a potentially brewing scandal. I mean, I don't want to put my foot wrong and leave myself vulnerable, but I do have from a source, so this is not just going on reports, that there were um, officials raiding the offices of um, Everblue Capital in the Aurora Building in Sydney. So it's written up in the Fin Review. It's all over Twitter. Mm. Uh, lots of people weighing in. But the deal is that uh, Cresso Farmer was chaired and co-founded by Adam Blumenthal, which also runs stockbroking and corporate advisory business Everblue Capital. And so, um, yeah, raided by the federal police on behalf of the corporate regulator ASIC. I think there'll be more in that story to run. I think so. There's been uh, lots of speculation on social media about uh, multiple raids taking place across various parts of the country. Uh, a few uh, accusations as well, which I'm not going to go and get into. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this lands. It will be. And look, I'm mentioning it because everybody loves a little scandal, don't they? Let's be honest with ourselves. And there's a lot of interest being paid to a lot of these stock spruikers, stock, um, you know, unlicensed stock pickers, influencers, all the rest of it. Paid promoters, I think is the word you're paid referring to. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, I've had some good chats with Claude Walker from A Rich Life about that one. He's, um, he's quite strong on that. Maybe I'll give him a quick call tomorrow. You never know. All right. Uh, look, we can't talk without talking about the RBA. Can we? Phil Lowe. Did he 
did he regain credibility? Because I know some have think that, that the RBA has lost some as of late. Did he really reframe the inflation debate here in the country? No. Then the credibility gap is immense. And uh, looking at where the pricing is for the first rise in the cash rate compared to where the RBA sees it, that, uh, that gap is widening as the, every single day passes. Um, the one thing you've got to go and remember too with the RBA, a lot of the people who go and report on the RBA, a lot of people who go and deal with the RBA are hardly going to go and say critical words of the RBA. A lot of people who work in markets who don't have to go and worry about that anymore are much more critical and I am one of those people. Got it. So it didn't really, I mean, do you think that's where some perhaps of the negativity came from this afternoon in the Australian market in particular? Uh, not really. I, I think that the markets have got, it's it's priced in. So you've got to take that at face value. The markets are expecting the cash rate will go and lift, lift off in the second half of next year. Um, I'm not sure whether that can be actually explaining what was going on. The market opened week and of course continued to go and sink as the other uh, session progressed. But uh, yeah, the RBA uh, has made a lot of statements over the years and uh, it ran policy far too tight for a long period of time. And then even went to go and say as far the next move in the cash rate's likely to be high. That was when well and truly under their uh, inflation target, uh, gentle turning point for the economy. All these statements that were in the end were absolutely wrong. And uh, the markets, I know these guys and girls are very highly paid individuals. So they should have some sort of accountability as to what's going on. Okay, so we will be keeping an eye on everything that comes from the wage price index tomorrow. We had a good chat with Tim Baker from Deutsche Bank. You can find that online. He's not expecting big, big things from it. He's not expecting fireworks. And I thought it was interesting in the conversation. He's not drawing a line particularly from American-style inflation to Australian inflation and even, you know, wages as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, there's... Obviously, different economies in different stages of the cycle. Uh, there's also a lot difference when it comes to the, uh, the amount of fiscal and monetary stimulus. But we had a lot here. And uh, as we've pointed out numerous times in this podcast and other uh, avenues, there's lots of, uh, you know, for uh, jobs signing it uh, on, on outside businesses, there's uh, lots of evidence that uh, know there is wage increases. And certainly, we're seeing lots of evidence that uh, inflationary pressures are also here. So... Someone's going to be right. Someone's going to be wrong. We'll find out when it all comes out in the wash. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll find out more about the inflationary picture in the United States tonight when we hear from Walmart, when we hear from Home Depot, when we hear from Macy's. So a lot of the laggards in the retail space coming through today for the quarterly report. We'll wrap them all up for you at 9.45 a.m. Eastern on Ausbiz the channel. We do hope you... You subscribe. It's free. We hope you watch. We hope you tell your friends about us. We always are looking to grow our audience, really, so that we can bring you more of the good stuff that we do. Um, so, yeah, we've got that on tonight. We've got some data out in the U.S., and it's the wage price index here in Australia tomorrow. Yeah, plenty to go and keep us interested. I'm going to be really interested in that uh, that retail sales report. And uh, mm -hmm. are the U.S. consumers already tapped out? We'll, uh, yeah, maybe, well, maybe. in the wake of that consumer confidence read on Friday. But like I've said it before, I mean, American consumer confidence is just so important to the overall state of the economy and it can get knocked around really easily from rising prices. Yeah, and those stimmy checks have largely been spent, particularly from the lower income cohorts who we know are more likely to go and spend it. So uh, we'll see how it comes out. But I reckon then we talk about risk for 2022. 
that is one of them. All right. So five and a half billion shares traded today worth 8.2 billion, 500 in stocks closed higher, 908 finished lower, 433 ended unchanged. Thanks, Comsec, for that just popping up on my Twitter feed literally as we speak. Uh, that brings an end to this podcast, but only for today. We do this Monday to Friday, and we really enjoy having you along for the ride. And we also look forward to, to engaging with you via uh, ausbiz.com.au tomorrow. Looking forward to it already. We'll see you for a hump day. See you, Scotty.